So you're selling your home and listing the home at the right price is critical because you want the highest possible price in the shortest amount of time. How do we get that price right? Let's talk about that. Hi, I'm Matt Farnham. Welcome back to Real Life at Level 10, where I discuss insights on real estate, leadership, and personal growth. So this is episode 13, and I want to discuss that pricing strategy because, as we know, getting that first invitation price, that first list price when it hits the market, correct, is super critical to you getting the best possible outcome, the highest price in the shortest amount of time. So I'm going to try and simplify this in kind of a five-step process, if you will. The first step is that market overall activity. What's the market activity look like overall? And that's, you know, what are the trends? Do we have inventory rising? Is inventory dropping? Is demand up? Is our job growth healthy or is it declining? All these types of factors, if homes are appreciating or depreciating, obviously has a major impact on the pricing strategy for your home. So first things first, what's the market doing overall? So that one's pretty simple. The second thing to consider is what's your sub market or the price range that your home is in? Every home that I help sell is really in its own unique sub-market. It might be a, a specific area of town or a certain master plan community. It might be an age-qualified community versus a neighborhood that is open to any buyer, for example. Uh, but you have to look at what's the demand for the type of property that you have, uh, and then the price range is a major factor as well. At the time I'm recording this video, uh, what's unique to Vegas is we're starting to see a little bit of an affordability gap. For instance, homes over 500,000 uh, might be a little bit different market and marketing strategy than a home that's closer to 300,000. So you have to look at what's the market doing specifically for your type of neighborhood and your price range and type of property. Now the third thing I'm gonna spend a little bit more time on because this is really important to understand. And this is doing a comparative market analysis. Now of course you should be working with a great uh, realtor to do this for you. Uh, but you know, I'm hesitant to even use that phrase for a CMA because what they should not be doing, and unfortunately I think a lot of folks do, is they throw your address into a computer and let the computer tell, uh, tell you what your home is worth. And that's not a uh, proper way to figure out the value of your home. So there's really two parts to valuing, valuing your property. Excuse me. The first is historic data. What are the sold comparables? Uh, what's sold in your neighborhood? What's sold within a half mile or a mile or two mile radius? but doing what you have to do to find recent home sales that are comparable to your home with the least amount of adjustments as possible. And what I'm talking about is, you know, try and avoid homes that are much newer, much older. Uh, don't compare a two-story to a one-story. If a home has a swimming pool and yours does not, that's a major adjustment that you want to try and avoid so you can keep it more dialed in and accurate. But what's that historic data say? And then also what's under contract? What are homes currently pending or contingent what were they listed at to be successful? Because it gives you a current snapshot of today's market of how they were successful. Now, the second part of this CMA process would be looking at what are you competing with the day you hit the market? And what I do with this strategy is I literally put myself in the buyer's shoes. So as you know, every buyer's on Zillow or Realtor.com on their laptop at midnight lying in bed looking at properties. So as a seller or as your, you know, your agent should be putting themselves through that lens and saying, if I want a four bedroom home uh, with a three car garage in the city of Henderson in Nevada, for example, uh, and my budget is X, 350, 400, 450, what are my options? 
and you literally look at your home compared to the other homes on the market and you'll almost always find a line in the market where homes under a certain price are primarily pending and successfully selling versus they start to sit on the market a lot longer and that really will help dictate how hard you might be able to push your listing price. So the historic data, number one, and then what are we competing with the day we hit the market is a really good way to look at how hard we might be able to push that list price, okay? And the fourth thing would be unique features. You know, does your home sit on a golf fringe lot? Do you have a swimming pool? Uh, things that might affect the seasonality of when you might want to sell your home. Is it a neighborhood in a very, very desirable school district? Uh, and maybe the timing of that comes into play. And all of this goes back to professional advice. You know, get with a, a professional realtor that really understands this stuff uh, to get you the best possible strategy in place to maximize your home sale. And one thing I do want to add to that list price is, and this is probably a whole nother video I should do, but, um, but fear of loss is the most powerful thing in real estate. So that strategy of, hey, I'm going to list my home, you know, 5%, 10% high, and I'm going to be willing to negotiate, I would argue is not a great strategy. And here's why. If my wife and I are looking at homes and we show up to the home, this home I'm sitting in right now, if we show up and we're sitting around the kitchen island and we love the property, if we're not a little bit concerned it might be gone tomorrow, then that's where we either don't write an offer or we write a lowball offer. You have to create that urgency. You have to show value uh, in what they're seeing for the price represented where it creates that urgency. That's how you get the good offers and you get them quick. Uh, so some folks will say, hey, I don't mind if it takes a while to sell my home. I want a certain price. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense because frankly, the way you get top dollar is pricing it to sell because you need that interest and in activity to be successful. And the fifth thing really is the obvious one, advice. You need solid professional advice to make these decisions and get it right on the first try. Unfortunately, there's no second impressions that count in real estate. That first price and that first impression, everything from the marketing to the invitation price is super critical for the outcome of your home sale. Uh, so I hope this makes some sense and, and sheds some light onto you for pricing strategy. I uh, hope you find value in this content in this series. Uh, as always, please like this content, share it, subscribe for future episodes. Uh, it's now on a podcast as well. You can search uh, Real Life at Level 10 on iTunes or on the Google Play Store. Uh, so I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, remember, this is uh, Real Life at Level 10, where we share insights of real estate leadership and personal growth. And whatever it is you're doing or working through, do it at a level 10 and live with the results.